All right. Everyone, welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. It's been a long time, but guess what? I'm still not Dump and he's still not Chase. And we're back, aren't we? Oh, yes. Nine months. Has Nothing's changed. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> still the same stupid takes that you get from us. We're back. Um, life got in the way, as I'm sure you could assume. But like I've said repeatedly, if we're going to stop making this podcast, we'll tell you. Uh, but we're not done because it's too much fun. So the only way that this will become a consistent, scheduled, constant thing is if you guys decide to pay us a bunch of money. And, I mean, we wouldn't complain. You could pay us a bunch of money, and then we would make that consistently. But uh, as of right now, we've made $0.00 off this podcast. And that's okay. And that's perfectly okay, because we enjoy making it. So we're back. Only thing that has changed is we actually are in the same place now. That's right. Noah has joined me at school. That's right. I'm now out at the same school that, that Ben was at for the last, what, two years? I'm now here, so we can do this in person again, not over any sort of call. So I'm glad we can do that. Anything to add? Uh, I don't know. Just check out our social media, you know. Follow us at Dump yeah. and Chase Pod on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I believe we still have a jersey. Is that, is that yep. true that we still have yep. a jersey I, that we're going to give away? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember at how many followers. I think it was like 100 followers. We're going to give that jersey away. It's an Avalanche jersey. I the... will check our Instagram right now. Oh, please do. I believe we put it on there. Good, good, because whatever I said is probably wrong. Uh, that's okay. Um, yeah, we're still going to do that, that jersey giveaway at that many followers. So go give us a follow. Uh, probably going to start up a Twitter or something here soon. Uh, just post random stuff that I feel like posting. <laughs> Hmm. Uh yeah, did you find it there? Not yet. Not yet. All right. I've got a new phone. I haven't logged in yet, so I have Ooh. to look at it from a viewer perspective. Cool, cool. That's okay. Um, regardless, go give us a follow. We'd appreciate it. And that way, you can get further updates. Like once this episode's go, ep- Ugh, I can't speak. Once this episode goes live, we will let you know that it has gone live. Have you found it? Uh, yes, giveaway alert. We will be giving away this Colorado Avalanche jersey to one of you once we hit 100 followers here on Instagram mm, page. That's right. Giveaway details will be announced once we hit our 100 followers. Right, so once we hit 100 followers, we will announce how you can enter that giveaway. And but that, until jer- then, that jersey is a Colorado Avalanche jersey. If you want to know which one, their picture's posted. That's true. We did post a picture of it on our Instagram. Um, we might have to post another picture of you modeling it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, all right. So do we just want to jump straight into the news? Yeah, let's jump. We're not going to go and cover everything that's happened in the nine months in the last nine (laughs) months, because, you know, we would have, uh, an absolute disaster of a podcast. Like, you know, everything from the whole entire league blowing up in the off season. When I say that, I mean the Calgary Flames, uh, because that's what I've been paying attention to. No, I've been paying (laughs) attention to more than just that, but, uh, a lot of big moves this off season. We won't go over them today. And but, polite uh, golf clap for the, Tam- uh, I mean, the Colorado Avalanche for... The Tampa Bay Avalanche, were yeah, you about Tampa to Bay say? Avalanche. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche for winning Stanley Cup. Polite golf clap for them. But, yeah. There, there's there Stanley go. Cup champs. There's a majority of your off-season news for stuff that's important. There you go. <laughs> We've covered it now. All right. So, I think we're just going to get started off with some of our more recent news. Ben, you want to start us off with that? Yeah. Um, well, in the last week, we had... Well, really, this all happened in pretty much a day. But we had three iconic players from, at least when I was growing up, all retire. We had Keith Yando retire, P.K. Subban, and Zdeno Chara all retire. What are your thoughts on on those guys? That is definitely something that that hit hit hard because when I like 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 you said we both we both grew up with those players, you know. You remember when they were in their prime basically and now here they are at the end of their career having retired. It's like, dang, how old am I now? I did see something the other day saying that uh you know, pointing the pointing out the fact that Ovechkin's getting older, that Crosby's older, and then of course Malkin saying that he's a young guy and not a veteran, of course, which was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. He said that everyone else around him are veterans and he's young, but uh, no, but, like all of them are in the twilight of their career. They are riding off into the sunset in not too long, and it makes me sad because I grew up 
and you grew up watching Sid the Kid. He's not a kid anymore. No, he started in 05. Yeah. Which if he started 18, that would make him 35 years old, I believe. Oh, wow. And then... And then that would make Ovi 36 or 37. I'm going to look Is that up. right? Ovechkin is you heard it 37 years old. Yeah, which would make Char... Yeah, I saw a picture of him. He's looking Crosby pretty, 35. looking pretty gray. But uh, I still think that they, they, all those guys that we mentioned that are still playing, have some left in the tank, and I'm excited to see what we can get out of them for the, for their last few yeah. years here in the league. Yeah, I'm really. It's too bad. Yandel's the is one that it's like I'm not surprised by it. I just really wish that at the end of his career. Right at the end, he got healthy scratched that made me by so the Flyers, mad. and he lost his Ironman streak. And he was like 11 games away from setting it at 1,000. He was at like 989 or something like that. Yeah. And he got healthy scratched by the Flyers, who were already statistically eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. And that cheesed me to no end. I was not happy with For that. those of you who don't know what an Ironman streak is, that is con- consecutive games played in the league. And the name... I presume comes from being not injured mainly yeah. uh, is why you would play that many games straight. But he was at, yeah, like 900, close to 1,000 games. Not in the 980s. I know yeah. That. Uh, consecutive games played, which is an incredible statistic when you realize that there are only 82 games in a season. Yeah. So that's the majority of his career, having played 82 games every single season. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from the shortened seasons and whatnot, but playing the full length of every season, which is incredible. And then all for that to just get ruined by a healthy scratch also made me so mad Yeah, for his sake. Yeah. And P.K. Subban calls it quits at only 33. Yeah. Which is... That's surpri- a young one. It's a young retirement, which is what's surprising. At the same time... We he both hasn't have the same good. theory as to why. Yeah. He hasn't been good in about two or three seasons. So mm-hmm. it makes sense um, that way, I guess. But... I'm going to guess that within the next week or two weeks, before the season starts, I will be surprised if he does not have a job in broadcasting. Exactly. Uh, he, he's probably had a job lined up in broadcasting before he announced his retirement. That's just pure speculation. But with the way, like in the playoffs, he had been broadcasting, had he not? I believe so, yes. And definitely, he's for sure done broadcasting. Definitely in the All-Star game, I remember seeing him sitting on the bench with a headset on. Yeah commentating the skills competition so i know that he enjoys that and he's pretty good at it from what i've heard a little bit yeah so i'm excited to see how that's going to play out sort of like uh (laughs) here we go again with me relating it back to the nfl Uh, if any of you know uh, troy aikman he's a broadcaster he was former cowboys quarterback who's now a broadcaster um among other names who have done similar things so i think that suban will do a will do a really good job at that if that's what he's off to go do yeah and then Zdeno Char, probably the least of a surprise on this list, yeah. given he was, what, 42, oldest player in the league. He was the oldest player in the league. I yep. think he was 42. I thought he was going to retire before last season, to be honest. Yeah. And he wasn't in Boston anymore. He has a That's Stanley right. Cup. It all makes sense. Though he does sign a one-day deal with the Bruins. Yay. To retire. Good for him. As a Bruin. I don't understand those one-day deals. The one-day deals, it, it's, it's more of a photo thing, I think. You get a picture. Yeah. And you're like, yay, I retired as a Bruin, or I retired as a whatever. In my mind, to say you retired as a Bruin, you have to play another game as a Bruin, but... They should, for players who make one-day deals, they should, unless they can't play, like, due to injury or something, they should uh, they should make them play a single game. I agree. <laughs> I, I, like, I just like a that. single shift. <laughs> and if they if they if 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 their skates touch ice during game time, I say that counts. Yep. They, Even if it's one shift retire. in one game. Yep. <laughs> then they can retire. Then he can say he retired as a Bruin. But that's right. Whatever. Char yep. retired. That's he neither here career. nor there. Amazing had, career. Did he have a Norris Trophy? A Norris? Yeah. I don't know. Let me look that up. Um, um, he for sure had his cup. He's helped. I saw a thing. He helped Slovakia win two silver medals in international play. Um, played till he's forty-two. Very all-star defenseman. Hall of Famer? Question mark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hall of definitely Famer. be a Hall of Famer. I wouldn't and say Subban and Yandel won't be Hall of Famers, I don't think. Yandel is one somebody, some people might argue because of yeah. his Ironman streak, but I don't think so. I can I see that he for sure at least won it once back in 09, the, the Norris. Norris. Okay. I don't know if he won it more times than that, okay. though. So, yeah, he's won a lot. Um, long career. Very yeah. decorated player throughout his yeah. career. One of the best Slovakians probably ever. I would agree. 
<laughs> Not that I know Slovakian hockey and that well. But. Does he hold the record for officially the tallest NHL player to ever touch ice? Yes. Okay. Unless it has been broken recently. I was going to say, there wasn't but some I rando who was like so. seven feet tall who played a single game and got cut. I, I don't think so. I know that as of like two years ago or whatever, he was. So unless okay. it's something recent. I presume still the same then. Yeah. Definitely the highest the Stanley Cup's ever been hoisted, no oh, doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that That's for sure. All right, what else do we have for news? We have a Nathan McKinnon contract, <laughs> who is now the highest paid player in the NHL. Going past Connor McDavid's $12.5 million, he signs for $12.6 million. So, you know, huge <laughs> jump in pay there from McDavid. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's interesting that well it's a it's obvious that he did it just to be the highest player in the NHL oh totally highest paid player and he did say like in the weeks leading up that he wanted to be the highest paid player in the NHL yep so it does make sense which he's earned his due because he took a, a smaller contract previously to build a better team around him and they did that yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely time for him to get paid. I have lots of respect for him because he took a serious pay cut on his last deal. Yeah. Just to get better teammates and win the Stanley Cup, which, hey, look, it worked. Yep. And as you guys know, I'm the only Oilers fan that is not a McDavid fan. And I think McKinnon's a better overall player than McDavid anyway, so I think he should be paid more. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oilers fans, other your fellow Oilers fans are going to find you and hunt you down for that comment. But, yeah, it's because you, you love two-way players way more. I do. So much more. His favorite Oiler is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, by the way. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that on the show. I'm sure we have. It's not Dreisaitl. It's not McDavid. It's Hopkins. Yeah, Dreisaitl's high, too. I do like Dreisaitl. Oh, definitely. But, yeah. I mean, hey, something has to be said for Nugent Hopkins sticking around after all these years of pathetic, pathetic hockey. With Clefbaum probably being gone with his injury after this contract. Yep. Um, Hopkins is the longest survey oiler we have on the team. Clefbaum was on there longer than... Clefbaum is the same time as Hopkins. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he'd been around that long. Drafted the same year. Hmm. Hopkins has probably been on the team longer because it took Clefbaum some years to break in, but he's with, been with the organization. Right, because I hadn't heard long. of Clefbaum until like four years ago or something. Uh, well, he's been hurt for almost four years. Well, I, I know. So it's been more than has four it? that you've heard of. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just but, losing track of time then. Because I remember it's, maybe... It's been almost 12 years since they were drafted. Okay, because I remember hearing about him maybe... I, I recognized that he was an oiler for two years before he got hurt probably. Yeah. I don't know if any of that adds up, but... No one checked that, because I don't know. Yeah. Um, and one other thing with Oilers cap. Oilers, this is just really random. Oilers have like $180 a cap I space I saw right this. Now. <laughs> they have like $160-some dollars in cap space. Yeah. So they've, they've maxed her right out. Um, I think they should probably just pay them, give the mascot a bonus with, uh, with the rest of the cap I, space. I, I agree. 180 just, bucks. Just give their, yep, 180 <laughs> bucks bonus. Christmas bonus for the mascot, I think. But hey, we got everybody signed. Got everyone signed. signed. Nurse's extension is in effect. Yeah. I didn't think we would actually pull it off without losing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but we did. Well, we lost, we lost Cassian's contract. Yeah. <laughs> which... Speaking of which, which was really funny, we saw, um, <laughs> I assume a lot of you, if you pay this close attention to hockey that you're listening to us, you've probably heard of the Instagram page NHL Discussion. Now, they're currently going through their rankings of of um, their power rankings for teams. Yeah. And they are listing a number of factors about the team, including their biggest addition over the offseason. And they said that the Coyotes' biggest addition from the offseason was Zach Cassian. Now, if your biggest addition over the offseason was Zach Cassian, well, you're tanking. That's what you're doing. That's all you're doing. There's yeah. nothing, nothing you, else going on there. But even that, if you're tanking, you're still doing a bad job if your biggest addition is that casting. Because if you're tanking, your biggest addition should be first round draft picks and True. prospects, <laughs> not that <Zach> Cassian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. So that's just bad. Like, it, unfortunately, unless he moves, I don't think we're going to be seeing the Cassian mutton chops ever again. No, because he <laughs> won't make the playoffs ever again. <laughs> and thank goodness, because we don't want to see that again. I do. Every yeah, I know you do. 
Also not not paid by NHL discussion to say any of that. Though NHL discussion, pay us. We'd like it. Thumbs um, up. What's the next bit? You have on here in our notes, RIP Flyers. <laughs> Do you want to explain that? Well, the Flyers are one of the teams that confused me the most because two years ago, everybody's like underdog cup contenders. It's yep. like they're so that. good. I had them, I think when we started this podcast, one of our very first episodes, I think I talked about how I had them as my underdog to make the finals and possibly win the cup. I think I, I think was, I recall that. I think that was in the time of this podcast. They are so incredibly bad right now. And for whatever <laughs> reason, they couldn't do anything last year with a good team. And now they've lost. Have they lost Voracek? They've lost Voracek, right? Uh, possibly. Let me check. Yeah. I'm talking. pretty sure they've lost Voracek. They lost Giroux to Ottawa. Um, for whatever reason, Hart is not the goalie that he was supposed to be, though he could turn it around, and that would be big for them. Carter Fart? I mean, yeah. Carter Hart? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Voracek is a blue jacket. Right, yes. Johnny Gaudreau down in Ohio. Ah, yes. Um, Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Continue. But now news has come out that Ryan Ellis is going to be out for the entirety of next season with a potential career-ending injury. Yep. So there goes their arguably best defenseman, or one of. Provorov is up there, too. Um, and they also, have Tony D'Angelo now. Ooh. <laughs> and they also have Sean Couturier, who will... He's taking six to eight weeks to see if his back will recover um, naturally. If it doesn't, he will require back surgery, which will put him out also for the rest of the season. So there goes mm-hmm. your best player and i think was he the named captain after drew left i actually don't know um if he wasn't he's for sure in the running to be named captain yeah but that injury it's too early to tell but that could also end up being a career ending injury depending on how that heals yeah and that's well, how arguably two of their like three or four best players i think Churi is like 30 31 somewhere in there i think he's around hopkins age i think they might have actually been drafted the same year oh he's only 29 oh is he okay so he's Sean Kajiri. Yeah. hopefully that's not career ending for him yeah ellis isn't much older than that either. Ellis really? Is about that age too, Ryan Ellis. Looking that up right now. Unless I'm wrong. Ryan Ellis is 31 years old. Okay. So he's not that much older, but he's a bit older. Yeah. And then, yeah, then the Flyers got Tony D'Angelo and John Tortorella on the same team. So that mm. would go just swimmingly. Yes. That could either go amazing or it could fly like a lead balloon. We're not sure which. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards the second one. <laughs> or it'll just be neutral and there'll be no issues. Or that. And it which won't be a big deal either. Kind of boring, but, you know, whatever. Won't, won't give us anything extra to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll survive. Yeah. yeah. But um, Flyers definitely going to be finishing, I think, at the bottom of their division, honestly. Like, they've got Caps, Rangers, Pens, Hurricanes, all are going to finish ahead of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, then they've got Islanders, Blue Jackets, New Jersey. And I think the Blue Jackets are better than them. Devils are definitely better than them, yeah. and the Islanders didn't do well this offseason either. That would be their that would be their competition for last. But I think the Flyers will have last solidly locked up, probably at this point. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if any of you have seen on social media a picture circulating of John Tortorella standing on the ice with a few players around him, and one player I don't know who it is. This is at training camp, uh, laying down on the ice. So. It's safe to say that Tortorella's putting the Flyers through their paces. Oh yeah, in a very John Tortorella fashion. <laughs> and uh, the funniest Are caption, you the caption, okay. the funniest <laughs> caption I saw from that post was from Pavel Barber. This is important. This relates back to comments made a few months ago, maybe even over a year ago. At this point, was it by Tortorella or was he not part of it? Uh, Tortorella did make the comment. Was it was this regarding Trevor Zegers? Yeah. Yeah. Tortorella did make comments saying that it was so stupid that it was ruining the game of hockey. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, the Michigan goals were stupid and yeah. like, so pointless. Yeah. Big old-fashioned hockey sort of guy. <laughs> yeah. And Pavel Barber posts this picture. I'll share this on our Instagram story once the episode goes live, if I remember. Um and the caption is, Flyers player attempts Michigan at practice, does suicides for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what those are, that is, I believe that if, and maybe it goes under a different name, I don't know, but I believe that's when you skate to the blue line back, skate to the red line and then back, and then to the far blue line and then back, basically skating lines. Yeah. That is what that is, yes? Yeah. 
Okay, so basically just skate till you drop, hence the picture of the guy laying on the ice. We don't know who that is, but I, I found that rather humorous considering Tortorella hates that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It would have been really funny as if Tortorella had ended up the coach of the Ducks. That would have been funny. That would have been hilarious. Cons- oh, Saver would have done it, though. He probably wouldn't have taken the job, honestly. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> Knowing that Zegris is on the team, he wouldn't have. Yeah. Which is the most Tortorella thing, Yeah, I think. Right, what's this you have on the list here? Euler Sharks jerseys. Yeah, I added a few things mid-podcast that I remembered. Okay. Um, this is just my jersey nerd coming out because there have been two bits of jersey news recently. Okay. Um, Do tell. The Sharks, the Sharks came out with their new jerseys this year. Yeah, saw those. Uh, um, I think they look pretty good, actually. Um, I think the, the home one, the green one, is average. Um, pretty much they just added striping to what they already had. Hmm. Um, just made it more interesting because they had I don't they didn't have any striping on their jersey before it was just teal and their logo yeah it might have had like small striping yeah but I don't nothing think much um, and they added some bigger striping to it which I think looked really sharp um, so if you're into jerseys and you haven't heard about that take a peek on the San Jose Sharks jersey and see what you think um, and the Oilers reverse retros got leaked oh yeah I saw those and I think that they're slightly above average but nothing more than that see, i'm a little bit disappointed by the color choices see this is not me hating on the oilers because if it was a nice jersey i'd say it's a nice jersey i've seen really nice jerseys of teams that i hate and i say that they're nice jerseys but these reverse retros that that alternate logo with the little gear and the drop of oil ever since i saw those on the the when the when those jerseys were originally a thing i hate them I think they just look I, like it's like what's going on here. It just doesn't make much sense to me. It just looks bad. See, I I like that logo. The logo I like because the Oilers need something different for a logo. Oh, they definitely need or something they, else. And for a reverse retro, it's supposed to be an, something old made new again. Okay, then so for the reverse really retros, m- it makes sense. But I yeah. still don't like the logo. Yeah, that's why that's why I didn't get the first Oilers reverse retro jersey because. Right. It wasn't really. I, I was kind of calling back to something in the WHA days. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, I like the logo that way. I also think the Oilers should try to come up with a new logo at some point mm-hmm. because we've had the same one forever and ever. Try a pump jack. That might do you well. Except I don't know if you could make that look like a good hockey logo. Well, I think you could. Or maybe just the top of a pump jack or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or like an oil derrick or something. Yeah. But called? anything like. Yeah, just not the gear. That yeah. just. No, no thanks. Yeah. So I, I, just I mean, don't, currently I don't it like just the looks like of, a gear and a teardrop, but you yeah. know, I just, I, I don't get. They have like some random orange with like some dark navy blue, and it just the color combination doesn't fit super well. That's what I'm yeah. a huge fan of about it. The colors. Didn't, we'll see didn't when it pop. actually comes out because sometimes the leaks make jerseys look worse than. Yeah, that's true. Like so. I remember the first Oilers reverse retro also got leaked. Yeah. I actually, I really, I ended up really liking the Oilers Reverse Retro, the first one. Yeah. Took me a bit to grow on me, but I don't have it yet. But. Yeah. I can't even remember which one that was. Oh, wait, I think I remember now. It's yeah. white, white with blue. And yeah, I remember. I was getting it confused with their third jersey, the one that you have. I think it's your Ethan Bear jersey. Yeah. My, the navy alternate. Yeah. The two-tone. No. Oh, no, no, I'm getting it confused with the, which one do you have? You have the, like, the, the really dark one yeah. with no white on it? Yeah. Which player do you have on that? That's Ethan Bear. That's Ethan Bear. Yep. Okay. It's the it's the dark, dark navy with the orange logo. And yes. the single orange stripe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Ethan Bear. That's All right. Ethan Bear jersey. Right, right, right. And then I've got I got Colby Cave on the twenty nineteen blue alternate. Right. That right. is now our home jersey again. I was getting them confused. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's there's our little jersey section. Um Oh, the and biggest news. Yeah, I was going to say, what I, does this I, mean, I did, the biggest I news? I didn't tell Noah about this just because I want to. This is mostly just a funny thing. Okay, okay. Um, this is probably the most important news that we have. I feel um, a hint I just, of sarcasm. I just saw a thing. This is from one of my favorite players, Phil Kessel. Oh, yes. Hot Dog Phil. Yes, Hot Dog Phil. I say favorite sarcastically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that he, Phil Kessel is in the best shape of his life. Going into this season, I heard this with the Vegas Golden Knights, and he's lost over 15 pounds since last season. Look oh, a huge go, improvement! Losing 15 pounds, 15. <laughs> what? Only 50 more to go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not here to call anyone like 
calling them names for, you know, how what they look like. But if you're a professional athlete, professional hockey, professional, player yeah, professional hockey player, you probably shouldn't have that much extra weight. Yeah, I think it's okay to say you need to lose weight if you're a professional hockey player, and 15 pounds. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, good for him. Did you catch my pun with how this is the biggest news? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> okay. Good, good. Oh, well. <laughs> with that being said, I think uh, I think we can go to break. Uh, we've now we're getting close to that half hour mark, so I think we'll call a break here, and we will see you on the other side. Alrighty, welcome back. We're back from our break. Discussed a few things, added a few things, dropped a few things. We're ready to go. So ready. So ready. So we're going to start off with some hot takes for the upcoming season. Now these could age like fine wine or they could age like milk. We're not sure which. (laughs) So probably the latter, at least mine anyway, are probably going to age like milk. But uh, here we are nonetheless. I've got five of them. How many do you have? I have four. So you get us kicked off. You start and finish, and then we'll we'll rotate throughout. So Sounds good. We can just jump right into the hot takes. Depends if they're spicy or not. We'll see if we like them. What's your first? This one's going to be very... I think this one's going to be pretty controversial, and I'm not confident in this one. I'm quite not confident in this at all, actually. I like it, But this team... What had, in my opinion, had one of the most significant declines this off season. They got okay. significantly worse this off season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they got this bad as my hot take is going to make it sound, but they could have. I think the Florida Panthers could miss the playoffs. Mm, right. So go from a President's Trophy season where they deserved the President's Trophy. They yep. were that good, but they did get worse. They did this off season. And they really did. After Bradtree Living just exhibited a masterclass, I was thinking on them. more than just the Kachuk Huberto trade. But nah, that I was do an absolute think... masterclass from Bradtree Living, and I'm saying that oh, because it... I'm a biased fan. Oh yeah, I do think that um, Huberto is better than Kachuk right now, which does make their team worse right now. Kachuk is younger, which yes. does benefit them in the long run. Oh yeah, but, um, but I do think Huberto is significantly better than Kachuk right now. Um, so I think that is. A hindrance for them, but I'm looking at their <clears throat> sorry their roster right now, and they've got in their top six they have Colin White and Rudolph Spalsers, <laughs> and um, I both are NHL players, but I'm not sure they should be in the top six, and it's I'm like not the... convinced that Sam Bennett. Honestly, yeah. this hot take might hinge on Sam Bennett and partially, and if he's what he was last year or what he was in Calgary. Right. Um. Yeah. So their defense also lost Uyghur. So now they've got Lucas Carlson and Radko Gudis as their second pairing. So they've got Ekblad, basically, on yep. D. Um, That's what I just heard you say. Yeah. <laughs> and then they've got Bob and Nett. And you never know how that's going to go. I'd say Bob and Bennett. Those are your two things. If they can play well, mm-hmm. Florida will still make the playoffs. But I think they could realistically, not likely, but realistically miss. I think if they'll make it, don't. but they certainly will not be what they what they were this yeah. season. No President's Trophy for sure. I don't think that's no. even a hot take. I think no. that's just that, that that's, that's a happen. pretty cold take right there. Yeah. Saying that they won't. <laughs> that's win the pretty President's chilly. Trophy. That's what? That's pretty chilly. It is. Excuse me. All right. I'm gonna get started with mine. And I'm not sure how hot this one is. I have seen a lot of people saying that this player is gonna do well and possibly have a career not quite a career year but do better than he did in his previous situation but i think that we this is the year we see brent burns fade into obscurity and we never hear from him again really i think it is that's interesting yeah i think that there's a new system i don't think he's gonna adapt well to it i might just be saying this for hot take's sake but i do think that he's not going to be he's going to be a shadow of what he once was. I don't think he'll be as good as he once was, but he is in Carolina, which is why I don't think he's going to fade into obscurity because they're good. And I do think he is still all right. Yeah. I don't know. I think he'll stick up. That's funny because I just saw a hot take today that said, and their hot take was that Brent Burns was going to have a point per game season this year. (laughs) That was their hot take. Yeah. So 
I don't know. That one, like I said, could age like milk. But uh, but you know, I I put, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. I I don't think he's gonna do as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, for my second one, I'm sticking in the um. In the Eastern, uh, in the Eastern Conference, in same same thing as for Atlantic Division. Um, well, I think it says both. Um, I think the New Jersey Devils and Ottawa Senators could make the playoffs this year. Oh, that's really hot, <laughs> especially the Devils. I don't. And, okay, I can see the Senators, and this is at the expense of Florida missing. Yeah, so it is reliant on my previous yep. one too, and Boston missing. Mm. See, Boston, I could see missing. So now hear me out for my reasoning. I'll explain Ottawa making it first because that's the that's the least hot part about this whole yeah. whole thing is Boston making the playoffs. Or is Ottawa making the playoffs? They you've got Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, all under twenty five years old, all young players who had amazing seasons last year. Mm-hmm. That's looking pretty good as your first line. You've got Tim Stutzla, Alex DeBrinket, and Claude Giroux. Second, mm-hmm. DeBrinket and Giroux both off-season acquisitions yep. both stars in the nhl Giroux isn't as good as he was still an nhl star though um and stutzla up and comer that's yes and not only could they make the Who they signed for year, way too much money by the way how much was it it was like eight years eight million or something stutzla yeah oh yeah for an unproven player yeah it could end up being fine but it could end up being a great know. deal or it could be absolutely brutal um yeah yeah so that's 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 that but what's but their what's their got, goaltending situation um because it was Matt Murray. Um, also, who is in Toronto now. That's right. Yeah. They've also got Shabbat on defense. Defense would be their weakest point. They've mm-hmm. got Shabbat, and then they've got Hamannick as his pair, who's all right, but not a first-pairing defenseman. Hamannick's still in the league? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they've got Eric Brandstrom, who's another young up-and-comer, but not proven defenseman, so that's a risk. And Artem Zub, same thing. And they've got Jake Sanderson, same thing. And then Nikita Zaitsev, third-line, big-hitting defenseman. Who's their goalie? Their goaltender is Cam Talbot, mm. um, who you never know. Yep. He's been Vesna quality before. He's you don't know what version of Cam you're going to get. Um, and Anton Forsberg. Okay. So Anton Forsberg is a solid backup. Yep. So as long as they can play him like a backup and not like a, another starter, he'll do fine. Yep. Um, which also means they can't overplay Talbot. Mm. Where so, have you seen that happen before? <laughs> I don't know. Overplaying Cam Talbot? Yeah. Huh. Never know. Okay. So, yeah. I think Ottawa can make the play. I don't think... I- yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. And then, okay, now the Devils. No. Oh, my computer's lagging. Oh, there we go. You're wrong. Here. Devils, I've got Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes as your top two centermen. Yeah. That's pretty solid. That is. Um, You've got Andre Palat in the top six. Uh-huh. Who's all, that's all right. Um, you got Thomas Tatar in the top six. That's mm-hmm. all right. Um, you got Jesper Bratt in the top six. That's yep. all right. And then you've got Igor Sharangovich. Um, Igor Sharangovich. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So he came in. He would be the most unproven of the four yeah. of those players on the wings. That's an all right. It's not going to knock you off your socks, top mm-hmm. six. Um, but then you go to the third line. You've got Dawson Mercer, who had a good season last year. Yep. Um, Eric Howla, who yeah. has, who's a good player. You've got Miles Wood. Okay. Is Solid Mackenzie players. Blackwood still their goalie? Um, we'll get there. You've got fourth line. You've got Michael McLeod, Nathan Bastion, Andreas Janssen. Andreas Janssen's a good player. He might even be a third line. He's playing on the fourth line. That's good. McLeod, Bastion, fourth line players. They're NHLers. Good for them. But that's a relatively deep forward core. Not any. Like you got Heischer and Hughes are obviously your two best. Um, mm-hmm. And they're on two separate lines, which is good. Yep. But you've got solid players throughout. Um, on defense, you have Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. You got Ryan Graves, who's solid defensive guy. Uh, Damon Severson, who's uh-huh. good. Uh, you got Jonas Seigenthaler, who's all right. Mm-hmm. Then you got Brendan Smith, who's, man, he's probably their worst defenseman here. Um, and then you've got John Marino, who they got from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Offensive defenseman, young guy. He had like 45 points last year or something yeah. like that. In goal, you've got Vitek Vanacek, who had a good season in Washington last year. But right. he's unproven, so you never know. And Mackenzie Blackwood. Okay. They've got, so they've got two NHL goalies. Right. Now, where I see your hot take falling apart is the coach. With the Lin- devil's Lin- coach. Lindy Ruff. What? Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff. You don't like Lindy Ruff? No. No. I see it falling apart there. And the other thing I see is even though they've declined, I still think Florida is a much more well put together and well rounded team than New Jersey. And of course, that's what makes this a hot take. I understand that. 
But I I can't jump I can't get behind you on the Devils the Devils train on this one. Um, <clears throat> another team you could see missing the playoffs. This is not part of my hot take would be Washington. Yes, I could see them missing. the playoffs. So maybe you see Washington, Boston miss the playoffs, and Devils Senators make it. Bonus hot take: Darcy Kemper is not that good of a goalie. I I I don't think it. I don't think he is. But that's not one of my hot takes. Um, but you look at Boston, like they've got Pasternak, Bergeron still. Um, but after that, you got Taylor Hall, who's disappeared since going to Boston. Krejci came back, but he's older now and not as good. DeBrusque, he's a top six guy. But then mm-hmm. you've got Trent Frederick, Craig Smith, Thomas Noshek, Stadnika, Nick Felino, Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyles, the rest of your forward core. The Devil's forward core is better than that. Yeah. Pasternak's the best player between the two yep. teams, but the Devil's forward core. And Marsha ends there, but he's going to miss most of the season. So mm-hmm. it sucks to be him. Yes. Um, so yeah, I I think the Bruins are going to miss, and I think the um, I think the Senators are going to make it. I'm pretty confident in that. And then where I, it'll be the Devils making it, and either Washington or Florida missing. I could see the Senators make it. No. Yeah, I can get behind you on that one. All right, we'll pivot over to one of mine. And for the record, neither of us know what each other's hot takes are, so that's we can react to them. That these reactions are genuine to each other's takes. Uh, we wrote them without each other knowing. So, this one, you might laugh at me. And I don't know if I really believe this one, but I think we could see a resurgence of a goaltender in the NHL. Now, where are you going with this? <laughs> I know we hate on this team a lot, but I think we see Matt Murray, a resurgence <laughs> of Matt Murray. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be back to what he was, because he won't, but he's going to be better. Oh, he might be better, but it's a lot hard to do better than what he's been. (laughs) I think he's going to be a good enough goaltender that when the Leafs inevitably lose in the first round, (laughs) they can't say, look, it was our goaltending. Yeah. I mean, if that's the reasoning, I'm okay with that happening, because I've been waiting for the Leafs to say that ever since they got rid of Freddie Anderson, because apparently it was his fault, and it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't think he is. I don't think Matt Murray was ever good, that's why. That's also true. I think he fluked. Yeah. I, so if he was actually legitimately good in Pittsburgh, then yeah, I could see that happening. That would make sense. But I don't think he was ever actually good. Same thing with Bennington. That's my same thoughts with him. I don't think yeah. he was ever actually good. Yeah. I think they wrote emotions and got lucky. Yeah. And I, so, I think so. And but, also with Matt Murray, it also depends. Is Matt Murray somebody who's fueled by high energy? Mm-hmm. Is he somebody that mentally gets, like, they get in his head? Because if he, people can get in his head, he will be terrible in Toronto. Yeah. Like, really bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, that's what makes these hot takes. And I don't have really any anything to back up my claims. I just think that Matt Murray is going to do all right. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't get behind that. You one. can totally disagree with me I, on that. That's okay. Yeah. No, I, it's, all right. What's your next Doesn't hot make take? it better that he's on the lease either. Ah, yes. Well, this proves that we didn't know each other's hot takes because my next one is that Kemper is going to fall off the face of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, so Kemper obviously did good last year, but was on Colorado who like was Stanley Cup champion. You could say, oh, yeah, it's because Kemper was on the team. I He did all, he did good. He didn't do bad, but. It's Colorado. It's pretty easy to do good on that team. Yep. And um, point of reference, his goals against average last year was 2.54. His goals against average in 2019-20 with the Coyotes was 2.22. He had a better goals against average with the Coyotes three years ago than with Avalanche last year. Yep. That's not necessarily a good thing. That same no. season, he had a 9.28 save percentage with the, Aval- with the Coyotes. He had a 9.21 with the Avalanche. So hmm. better save percentage with the Coyotes, too. Um, more wins, obviously, but, um, and he also had more starts this year. He did not have as many starts that coyote season, um, which does have an impact, but the season before he had only two less starts, still better save percentage, still better goals against average. It was just, it was in between the two seasons. Right. So I, if he can't do that in Colorado, Washington's Mm -hmm. a worse team and I think they've gotten a lot worse and, um, I don't think that he can. I don't think he can sustain that. 
And he's also been pretty inconsistent for most of his career. He went, he's gone from 915, 902, 932, 899, 925, 928, 907, 921. He goes up and down, up and down, up and down all yeah. the time. Um, so I think you see him return to maybe a high two or over three goals against average and a low 900 save percentage. Yeah. Um, and then if Washington makes the ends up in the playoffs, it's on the back of an Ovechkin 55 goal season or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And Kuznetsov and Oshi doing well, because if you look even at Washington's defense, you've got John Carlson, who's one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, but Dmitry Orlov, Nick Jensen, Eric Gustafson, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Martin Feyerbari. That's not an outstanding decor either. No. So, so let you all know that I actually believe that he is not going to do well this season. Is that in my fantasy hockey league, in the dynasty league where we have keepers, we carry them over to the next year. Keeper, not dynasty, either way. Same thing. Dynasty is not technically called dynasty in hockey fantasy. Oh, not in hockey. That's what's no. called in football. Yeah, it's not called Dynasty. Okay, in interesting. Keeper League, then we'll yeah. call it. Um, I had Darcy Camper last year, and I didn't keep him for this year because I he did great for you last year. He did. He well, I wouldn't say great. Yeah. He did all right for me last yeah. year. And I can't remember thinking, "Wow, Kemper's doing really well for me." I never thought that, but he's certainly not going to do better or the same. So I did not keep him. Yeah. So I think. So, yeah, that's not a hot take between me and Noah because we both agree on that Correct. one. Correct. But most people would disagree with us on and that. It's, I, I think that most fans would disagree with us on that, but most analysts wouldn't disagree because I saw NHL Network's top 10 goalies and Kemper didn't make the list. That's true. And all the fans in the comments wanted NHL Network's head. Yeah. But I think they, they're seeing what we're seeing. Yeah. That Kemper is not going to be what he was this season. Yeah. So, And honestly, with that, I could actually see Washington being a team that misses the playoffs. If yeah. they get in, they're going to squeak in. So yep. I could honestly see Washington making the playoff, missing the playoffs. Sorry. That leads us into my next hot take, and I, it's like we're reading each other's notes because it's something that you said in your last few comments about Washington. I think we see an Ovechkin 50-goal season. Yeah. We have a 50 goal season incoming from Ovechkin. I really think it. I, I really, really think we will. He uh, he hasn't lost it. He he hasn't lost his ability. His main game is stand there and shoot one timers. Yep. And it's not like his game isn't like say McDavid's where he relies on speed, yep. or it's not like you know. Patrick Kane's where he relies on really quick hands mm -hmm. and quickness and agility. He relies on standing there and shooting a shot that yeah. he's really good at. Yeah. And I don't think he loses that ability this season. And I think that he's motivated to get the, what, which record is it? The goals record he's yeah, going goal, after? Goals record, Gretzky's goals record. I think he's motivated to get it and records are meant to be broken. So... I think that we see an Ovechkin 50-goal season. No real particular reason aside from what I mentioned. I just think that, that we, we see Ovechkin do really well in 50 goals. Well, think about it. We just talked about Washington is not as good as they were. Correct. So that's going to mean Ovechkin's going to get more ice time. Yep. There's less competition. He's their star player. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's going to get more power play time as well. Um, now, with that, you're going to see one of two things. Um, you're going to see what we're talking about, he's going to go and he's going to go back up to 50, 55 goals a season, even though he's 37. Yep. Or you could see him. He's 37 now, though he's never been susceptible to injury. If he's go back to playing 23, 24 minutes a night or whatever, I don't mm. know what he's been playing. Yeah. If his minutes go up, say, I don't know what they were. So we'll just say if his yeah. minutes go up, is he going to get hurt with his age? I think he's smart enough to stay out of those situations. And just continue playing lazy, don't play defense, can't get hurt. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tried and true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. I think I think we see that I think that's what we see this year. I don't have a lot of intelligent things to say on that in yeah. addition to, but there's my take. Yeah. This one is probably the hottest of the takes on my list. Oh no. It's possibly hotter than the Florida one. Maybe on par. It's definitely going to get a better reaction. Hotter than the New Jersey Devils making the playoffs? I don't think that one's as... I don't think that one's hotter than this one. I think that one's realistic. 
Um, this one, I'm not sure if it is or not. And this one, is, I think I'm going to get um, a good reaction from you. We'll Am I going to flip this table in front of me? Um, ideally not, because then we'd lose the rest of this recording. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but Anaheim Ducks thrive off their young stars and a Gibson resurgence. Mm-hmm. And not only make the playoffs, but win the Pacific Division. Hmm. Interesting. See, that doesn't make me mad. But you hate the Ducks. I do hate the Ducks. Not as much as I used to. Yeah. Because they don't have Kessler anymore. Yeah, that's true. Or Perry. Or Perry. Yeah. (laughs) Those two are gone. It's like watching the New England Patriots now without Tom Brady. I don't hate them as much. Oh, hang on. My bad. Interesting. Okay, that aside, um, what was what was I saying? Tom Brady, <laughs> hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, about uh, which which team were we talking the about? Ducks. Oh, the Ducks, right? The Ducks. Uh, I don't hate them as much. Definitely not. Really? Yeah. Well, I was wrong, but still. I also don't think you're right. I didn't. I think it's going to take them a few years. They'll get there. Yeah. But. But here, here are the explanation. Yeah, you got Trevor Zegers who did Zegers things last year. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You got Troy Terry. Yep, he's the one who had like the twenty goal streak or whatever, wasn't? Yeah. He? Yeah. Was he gonna do that again? Probably not. But um, yeah, I think Terry is a legitimately good player. You've got Mason McTavish lit up World Juniors. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's three. Potential NHL stars in the making on the Ducks. You've got Ryan Strom, who's good. He's not a star. Henrique, same thing. And Jacob Silverberg, same thing. Good, not mm-hmm. a star. Um, and then you've got solid bottom six guys. And you've got John Klingberg, Kevin Shattenkirk, Ken Fowler, Jamie Drysdale. Jamie Drysdale's another young up-and-comer. All on your defense. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Dmitry Kulikov, who's a bottom liner. And then you've got Urho Vakanin, and, and I don't know anything about him. Um and then you've got John Gibson in net. I legitimately think John Gibson is a top five, maybe even top three goalie. Probably not top three. Mm-hmm. Top five goalie in the NHL. And he's just been stuck on a bad team. But I'm not convinced the Ducks are a bad team anymore. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think they're I think a bad they team. can make the playoffs. I don't think that's a hot take. Um, I think that's realistic. But right. the hot take would be them thriving off of them. All, all of them thriving off the energy, performing to the best of their ability, or overperforming possibly. Mm-hmm. And then managing to win the Pacific Division, beating Edmonton and Calgary. Hmm. That that's a very hot take. Yeah, we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out for you. All right, I think we're gonna move on to. Do you, do you have one more? I have my final hot take. Okay, my final hot take, <laughs> and this could just be my bias, and what I want to see happen. I think we see. And no, I, I, I don't actually think. I, I want to see Gaudreau in Ohio bomb, not do well. <laughs> and this part I actually think could happen is that laziness and selfishness could destroy the Jackets between Line and Gaudreau. <laughs> Two star players who usually have all of the, all the puck time. Yeah. Two highly skilled players who are, aren't exactly. Well, let's face it. They're kind of selfish on the ice. Yeah. I don't think that's going to bode well. No. I know that Gaudreau won't do as well as he did this last season. Yeah. That's that's not a hot take. But to say that he's going to absolutely bomb in Ohio, that is a hot take with the Jackets. But it's something I want to see. Because I'm a Salty Flames Rip your fantasy team. but Yeah, they're both on my fantasy team, which is actually (laughs) kind of funny. Just salty. It's all yep. Um, and my last one. Um, this one's more long-winded, but I think that goaltending and defense can carry the Wild and the Preds to the top of the Central, and Colorado does Sorry, well. Sorry, say that again? Defense and goaltending take the Wild and the Predators to the top of the Central, and while finishing with a good season still, Colorado finishes third in the Central. Oh. Because... See- one of my hot takes was going to be that the Wild are going to make the playoffs and have a deep run. Yeah. I don't know if that's so hot. I think that's just one of my predictions is that the Wild are going to do really well. Yeah, I think the Wild can do really well. I don't think that is a hot take. But can they 
do better than Colorado in the regular season. No. They're <laughs> <laughs> no. That's my hot take though. Okay. You've got Kat Kaprizov. Yep. You've got Marco Who made Rossi. it out of Russia, by the way. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> he did make it out of Russia. Yeah. He's back in the got States. Got a big hug from their coach. Yeah. Um, so that, that part of the team is still intact. <laughs> yeah, that's a big part. But you've got Sam Steele from, that they got from the Docs. They did. and that, So that's a good name. you got Marco Rossi, their up-and-coming young guy who's supposed mm-hmm. to be a star. you got Hartman, who had an amazing year last year. Um, yep. Matt Zuccarello, who's Matt Zuccarello. Who's Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. Um, you got Joel Erickson Eck who did really good well last mm-hmm. year. He's on their third line with Tyson Jost, former Avalanche. Um, so you've got good forwards, with, which the Wild haven't had in a long time. Exactly. Um, and then on defense, they've got still got Jared Spurgeon, Alex Golgowski, Jonas Brodin, Matt Dumba, mm. which are four. They aren't stars. No. But they're defensive defensemen yep, that, that play that, Minnesota hockey. Yep. That's, and they play boring hockey. Yeah, I was going to say Golagowski's that, offensive. That, but, that's good enough. Yeah. And then you've got Kalen Addison, who I don't know, and Jacob Middleton, who I don't know a lot about. Yeah. Um, Nothing that's going to blow your socks off, but also solid hockey. And then you've got Flurry and Nett still, who I still think is one of the best goalies in the league, even though he's old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I still have faith in Flurry. Yeah. So I think the Wild can do that. Um, I think the Wild, with this prediction, I would have the Wild being first. In the, I would have the Wild being first in the division, Preds second, Avalanche third. No, you're wrong. Um, the Avalanche aren't going to do that poorly. Reasoning, well, I'm not done yet. This is why the Wild would do better than the Preds. The Preds' offense is not as good as the Wilds. The Preds have Duchesne, Johansson, Forsberg, Granlund. They have, and they then have after that, you've just got some two-way solid guys. You don't have really any other finishers, so they're not going to score as much as the Wild are. Yeah. But you've still got Yossi. You've got Ryan McDonough, Matias Ekholm, um, Dante Fabro mm-hmm. on defense. Very, very good defense. Probably better than the Wild defense. And then you've got UC Saros in net, who is the second coming of Pecorini. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Also true. So, I, Oh, I definitely think that they're going to have a good season. No yeah. doubt. But I don't think that they're going to do better than the Avalanche. And then you're still going to explain why, so I'll let yes. you go go ahead. So the Avalanche lost Kadri. Uh-huh. That's big. Landis mm-hmm. Gog is out for a long time. He is not even close to skating right now. Skating is an important part of hockey. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to put their beginning of their season as a damper. He'll probably come yeah. back, but that's going to slow them down at the beginning. Okay. Their top six right now looks like Arturi, Lekkinen, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen. Mm-hmm. McKinnon, Rantanen, amazing. Why is Lekkinen there? Nobody knows. <laughs> their second line is Alex Newhook, Evan Rodriguez, Val- Valerie Nutuskin. Right. Nutuskin might start the season hurt too because he's still recovering from his foot injury from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an outstanding second line. It, it it really isn't. And then you've got JT Comfort, Comfort, Logan O'Connor, and then Ben Myers. No idea who Myers is. Oh, Comfort O'Connor. That's okay. It's not that amazing. And then Cogliano, Helm, and Sedlak on fourth line. Same thing. It's yeah. Okay. It seems like they might have two fourth lines. Yeah, a little bit. And so it's like, is that team as good? And then defense looks identical to the playoffs. Devon Taves, Kale McCarbo, and Byron, Josh Manson, Sam Gerrard, Eric Johnson. There's, I don't know where Jack Johnson is. I don't know if he's a scratch or not on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you got that, and it's like, okay, um, that that that's all right. Um, I'd say McCarr is McCarr is amazing. I don't think he's the McCarr's only I don't going think he up from as here. good as people are saying yet, but I think he will get to be as good as people are saying. From from his current production, he's only going up. Yeah. And the way he's trending could turn out to be the best defenseman that NHL's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like he's trending Bobby Orr numbers. He is. Um, but he's not there. Which quite by the way, yet, that always think. that always sort of gets me when people say that like defensemen who put up the best numbers are the best defensemen of all time. I don't I, think I, you can truly grade a defenseman by stats. Like, no, I don't think you can either. Points. But I think McCarr could actually be. I generally have a beef with that with players like Fox. Yes, because Fox is that way. It's like you but shouldn't Fox even actually no be a defensive ability. McCarr is actually all right defensively. That's true. His skating might be. He might be the best skater along with McDavid. McCarr. Yeah. Yeah. His skating ability and some of the maneuvers he does, not necessarily speed, but just skating ability, is insane. Yes. Um, I don't think he's developed defensively enough yet no. um, to be as good as people are saying yet. Um, and with that, Josh Manson's good defensively. Bowen Byram's still developing. Um, and Devon Taves is good defensively. So they, they've got some defensive guys there. Um, but then in goal, 
Like, I was just saying how Kemper isn't, like, the guy, but he's better than Pavel Francouz, who's their starting goaltender. Yep. And Alex Georgiev is their backup. So I think they're still good. They're still going to make the playoffs. No doubt about it. But I think they could realistically be beat by hmm. the Preds and Wild. Hmm. I think that is a realistic possibility. Not likely, well, but realistic. Time will tell. Also, fun fact about Kale McCarr, I just researched. In every season that he's played in the NHL, well, in his last two seasons, he's been a point per game or more. Yeah. <clears throat> and in his rookie season, he was only seven points away from being a point per game. Oh, really? Yeah. 50 points, 57 games in his first season. Yeah. And then the next season was 44 points in 44 games. Yeah. So exactly a point per game. And in his last season, 86 points in 77 games. Yeah. Throughout yeah. his career, he's over a point per game. Yeah, which isn't very common for young defensemen. No. And, then, and by that, I mean, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> no. So he is that good, but he's not quite that good yet. Does he, you know has he already I mean. been paid? Huh? Has he already been paid? Like, does uh, he have his big deal? I think so. I'm going to look that up. Not if I look it up first. Okay, we're racing each other now, apparently. Um, Shout out to Cap Friendly. Not that they pay us, but they should. Uh yeah he oh, has. I didn't get there. What's he getting paid? Uh six years, fifty four million nine per year. Oh, By the end of that, yeah. that's gonna look like a steel contract, I think. Yeah, or at least, uh, yeah, the way it's the way contracts are trending. Yes, that's right. And yes. and cap space is only gonna get larger by the yeah. sounds of it. <clears throat> yeah. By the and, end of this year, there's supposed to be a significant jump. Right. So when you really think about it, his contract is gonna be an absolute steal. I think. Oh, he signed this deal last summer. Darn. He, uh, I thought he would still be on like an entry-level deal. No. And then maybe he would come home to Calgary. <laughs> no, I just no, say no, that because no, he's no, from no. Calgary. <laughs> and I have hopeful dreams. Unrealistic. <laughs> anyway, you were saying? Um, I, that's all I had. Oh, okay. Um, are we through our hot takes now? We are. We are. We got a, a way too early prediction to make, though. A way too early Stanley Cup prediction? Yeah. Stanley Cup final? What do you got? Um, I've got Stanley Cup. I know I'm going to go with the contenders first. I think we're going to see the Minnesota Wild versus the Carolina Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup final. Mm. You think? That's that's my prediction. Okay. I feel like we say Hurricanes every year. Uh, I don't think I said it the first time we did it last year i did you said it last year yeah last year i did and i they got better this year yeah so i'm more confident okay <laughs> and the I, abs I just the showed that the best team can win yeah um i had to look something up here keep talking um like the canes i'm also trying to load up their line controls. oh okay there we go okay canes got sebastian aho tevu teravine and seth jarvis on their first line i don't know what Seth Jarvis is doing there, mm -hmm. but they know more than me, so I'll trust them. <laughs> Martin Nietzsche, Esperikov, Kaniemi, Svechnikov on second line. You've got Stasny, Jordan Stahl, Jesper Fast, third line. That is a solid shutdown line. Mm -hmm. um, and then Martin, Seth Jarvis again. There's a typo on here. Mm -hmm. Jarvis is on their fourth line center as well. Andre Kasha on their fourth line. That's a good, another good solid, solid bottom line. They've got Slavin Burns, Pesci, Shea, Ethan Bear, all on your defense. Oh. Well, there are five defensemen that are all like top three defensemen. Man, when you really think about it, they're all one, two, or three defensemen. When you really think about it, our friend Ronan Seeley doesn't stand a chance down there to play in the yeah, next few no. years because <laughs> he's a defenseman drafted by the Hurricanes. Yeah. So he might. And then you've got Dylan Coughlin, who played a bunch of years or a few couple years with the Golden Knights, and he's their other guy who's significantly lower than the other five. Yeah. I know that they're possibly looking at trading Ethan Bear. Okay. Um, but hey, then, they're not uh, in a rush to trade him yeah. either. I oh, think that's uh, they've it got would Jake take... Gardner on IR and Pat Max Pacioretty on IR too. I forgot about Pacioretty. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then just Freddie Anderson and Andy Rand in net. Yeah. One of the best goalies in the league and a, arguably another star, fringe starter and to yeah. back him up. A low that's end all. starter yeah. as your backup. Yeah. Pretty good. Carolina is stacked. Oh yeah. I definitely think so. And the Wild, like we were saying, can make a deep run and surprise some people this year, I think. And I think they can go there. And mm -hmm. I think, well, let's hear who your final is, and then I'll say who I think will win. Okay. My final, and 
you're going to call me a cop-out and all of these things and say that that's cheating the way I said it. We we did pre- we are going to preface this, by the way. We're purposely not choosing Calgary or Edmonton unless right. he backed out on that. On I did. Oh, shame on him. We were just talking about how we weren't going to do that, so he didn't look like homers or haters. Right. So my prediction for the final is the Rangers are going to be in the cup final versus, this is where you're going to call me a cop-out, either Calgary or Edmonton. Oh, that's... Okay, at least you're giving It's a toss-up between the two. If, if it really if, is. If you're giving both, I can kind of accept it, but you're not making a decision, so that's I'm why I'm going to call a you a cop-out. <laughs> because it's a lose-lose situation for me. If I say it's the Flames, everyone's going to call me a homer. If I pick the Oilers, people are going to say I don't truly believe in my team. So... I can't win either way, but I actually I, I do genuinely think that it is a toss up between Calgary and Edmonton as who's, as to who's going to do better this year. Yeah, that's fair. I just I think that I actually think that the Wild would could realistically beat either of our teams. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't we? <laughs> you heard it here first from both of us. Do not sleep on the Wild this year. Yeah. Yeah. Both our teams are also legitimate contenders, which is why we were going to not choose either yeah. of them. But yep. apparently a deal can only go so far. Yeah, I guess I, I decided to, <laughs> to change things around a little bit um, because I thought more about the team that I had selected and I'm like, nah, they're not going to do that Who well. did you have selected? Not telling. Nope. nope. You have to say. You have to say. It's nope. too late. You, you spoke. You opened your mouth. You got to finish. No. Nope. Who, who'd you have? No. Who'd you have? You have to say, you, you changed your mind, so you obviously realized your mistake, but who did you have? No. Yeah, say it. <laughs> did you have Nashville and then... <laughs> no, I didn't have Nashville. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> no. Who'd you have? No, I had Colorado. Say, oh, you did have Colorado? Yeah. Okay. I just changed your mind with my analysis or what? It was a thing or two that you had said, and then I thought further about... Like, it was just a quick one-off, here's what, I, here's what I'm predicting. Yeah. And then I thought more about it as the show went on and during our break. And I thought maybe that's not quite going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Also, very nice airplane noise. I'm not sure if y'all oh, can yeah. hear that. But that is a very low flying airplane. It is. Uh, who do you have? Who do you have winning in that situation? The Western Conference team or the Rangers? I have the Rangers winning. The Rangers winning. Because right from the beginning when I thought... I thought, who's going to win the cup? Who has a, a like a, a good shot at winning the cup? I thought Rangers. And then I'm like, okay, hey, who are they going to play in the final? Yeah. And that's sort of how I thought about it. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be the Rangers. And I've got the Canes. As long as a few things come to pass, being Lafreniere actually starts playing. Yeah. And same with Kako. Yeah. And then if P- either of and those then two... And then Panarin and Kreider can't have major drop-offs. Yeah, as long as they, as they are what they... And Fox... Yeah. As long as they, when you really think about it, if all of the players that they have, even if just some of them live up to the expectations, Kreider, I'm have, expecting will drop some. Yeah. Last year was a bit too good. That's okay. But they have Panarin. Yeah. They have. You said Zabanajad, right? Zabanajad. Yes. I always get him and uh, another guy confused. I can't remember who it is. But yeah, Zabanajad and Adam Fox, and then the two highly, you know what? I can't speak right now. I can't think either. Uh, the high draft picks of Lafreniere and Caco, Capo Caco. I think that if either of those two draft picks actually start to perform, I think we could see them do really well. And plus they have probably, I don't know if I want to say the best or second best going the league right now. Between him, Shostyrkin and Vasilevsky. And between him and Vasilevsky. Yeah. 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 That's so is, if... If Shesterkin were to be hot in the playoffs, they don't lose. Yeah. They win. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. I think Rangers, I think I think you could see a, the Rangers and Canes will play each other in the playoffs. Yep. And then you'll see which one comes out. Yeah, that, that's actually a very yeah. fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Whichever I've, one out of them wins is probably Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I think I have Canes winning the Cup. So. Yeah. And same same thing I just said. They've got the goaltending, the offense, and the defense. Mm-hmm. And so they've got all three. The goaltending, the Rangers would have better goaltending. Yep. But the Canes would have better defense. Mm-hmm. And then their offense is probably similar. Yep. 
So it's just a matter of which one, which one takes the cake. Exactly. So. Well, I think that was a fairly successful prediction bit there. Oh yeah. And hot takes. So we're going to round off the episode with some fun facts. We have more than one fun fact. Oh yeah. You want to hit us with them? Oh yes. Fun fact. Number one, um, two of these are, are, uh, classic leaf roasts. Leaf slander. Yeah, yay. Leaf slander for the win. Um, and our first one, there are now no remaining players in the NHL who have lost a playoff series to the Leafs. Now that Chara has retired. Dano Chara. <laughs> <laughs> no one in currently in the NHL has lost to the Leafs in the playoffs. Yeah, lost a series to the Leafs in the playoffs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, Leafs fans. But no one it's has true. been eliminated by you. Yeah. Um, with the Thornton retirement, you want to hit him with the other Thornton one? Yes. So or with the Char retirement, sorry. Yeah, with the Char retirement. Spoiled a little bit. You spoiled it. That's okay. Joe Thornton is now the last player remaining in the NHL after Char retired to have played against Wayne Gretzky. So Chara and Thornton were the only two left who had played against Gretzky. Now Marlo, it's just Marlowe the year before. Right, Marlowe. And uh, now it's just uh, now it's just Thornton, Jumbo Joe, probably, Jumbo Joe? and he doesn't actually have a contract yet, so no, you never know. It could he could not even play. He's skating with the Sharks, so my guess is he'll sign with the Sharks. But yeah, um, but my guess is it's also his last season if he does that. Yep. So, but uh, that's crazy when you think about it. Oh yeah, we weren't even alive when Gretzky retired. No. <laughs> Look at those old farts go. <laughs> <laughs> i'd love that all right last, last fun fact. one and this one is the best fun fact um i'm gonna Maybe read off a, read off a few stats for you here um this is a comparison um on two things the leafs and one other um and we're gonna track how many playoff series um these two things have won since 2004 and how much stanley cup wins these two things have since 2019, we've got the Maple Leafs with no playoff series wins since 2004, and Patrick Maroon with 19 playoff series <laughs> wins. <laughs> and then we've got, since 2019, we've got the Maple Leafs with no Stanley Cup wins, and Patrick Maroon with three Stanley Cup wins since 2019. Therefore, Patrick Maroon is far better than the Maple Leafs. All right. Yeah. I agree. I think with yeah. that, we can end out our episode. <laughs> I think there's no better way to end our episode than, than saying that a single that Patrick player, Maroon is better than the entire organization of the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Wow. I think that was a, definitely a really good way to round out the episode. So with that being said, give us a follow on Instagram at Dump and Chase Pod. Uh, we're going to go post that stuff. Ben actually wrote down the stuff that I said I would do to remind me to actually do it. So... Yeah, hopefully then it'll get posted, the picture of the jersey and uh, the other thing, uh, the picture of Tortorella, that's what it was. Yeah, I can remember to do those things. But uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope to be back with more episodes soon and regular episodes, and hopefully we have some guests on the show in the near future. Yeah, I have a couple in mind already. We do, we sure do. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back for the next episode. See ya.